tell you you just scared the living god shit out of me. How? How could I have? Uh, it was loud. <laughs> it was loud. Okay. At least you weren't surprised about me calling you at 8 o'clock like we planned to do. I am shocked. What's the meaning of the call? The meaning of the call is that I need to discuss with you something about a, a certain kind of uh, side hustle, side, kind of side, side thing you do. Oh, well, let's keep that on the down low. I heard you said some pretty awful shit on the internet. Yeah. You're going to jail. You're going to jail, Ben, and that's all I got to say. Okay. And I hear that you are, um, let me see, and I quote, a bit poo-poo. Oh, 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 oh. You said, hun, hun, because my brain may be a bit poo-poo. Mike, I'm on my puzzle game again. You're on your puzzle game again. I'm back on my puzzle game. <laughs> That means you're retraining your brain. I'm trying. Get getting it back into full swing mode. I'm I'm trying to connect them synapses, you know. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get my brain thinking as a whole instead of as a half or a quarter. We got to think about ways to improve brain function over here in this podcast. Pu and puzzles is my way. <laughs> puzzles is your way. I think that a wonderful tool is um, Duolingo, and I'm not shot <laughs> right now at all. Non-spawn. Non-sponsor. Definitely not uh, indentured servitude to the owl himself, the Shawet. The, <laughs> the, <Yah> <laughs> the Yahweh owl. Yeah. <laughs> He's the man who always gets it done, and that's all I got to say. I haven't done my streak today, and I feel like that's why I keep getting the ominous look of the owl. The owl, dude, he, I, I gotta be honest, like, yeah, he, he might be cute and all or something, but he, there's something ominous about that look that he It's something so ominous. There's a video I found on Instagram of a, of a person being like, I just got this brand new job. I can't wait to meet everyone at work. And they like, look at the very tall skyscraper that their office is in and they zoom in on a window and it's just a person <laughs> in a Duolingo mascot costume <laughs> staring at it. And they're I'm like I can't wait to meet my boss, and he's just like, and then it plays like very suspenseful music. I would love to have a job at uh, Duolingo because I think they're great. Um, but I feel like I couldn't handle the pressure of the owl's demands. <laughs> the owl in a different, in an in even in even more contests. You know, I'm already dealing with him on such a personal visceral level he's just there all the time saying D do you know french yet no did you speak who, your german you today did you speak, speak your german how far no, are you, you on your italian because you're learning french and italian <laughs> how far am i in italian italian's the third most learned language on my app um third third to german which is second i've completely really stopped learning german um, and I'm basically full force on uh, French at the moment. French is uh, currently my main thing I'm doing. Um, I work for a French company and they sometimes speak words that I don't know and I don't like that. And so I like to know those words. So I'm trying to figure that out before I proceed, if that makes sense. Well, it looks like we're both strengthening the mind. Strengthening <laughs> the mind in many ways. Now, before we strengthen the mind some more... Let's go back and listen to some good music. Some some classic segue. Some classic Frank Sinatra's. 
That was some wonderful Frank's cashews. Thank you, Ben. Hey, how you doing? It's the Who You Looking At podcast with Michael Macchirolo. And Ben Lewis. Ben, how are you? That is all I wrote on my preparations for this podcast. How are you? Preparation H. Preparation. How are you? Uh, you holding up? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, oh Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I'm you good. Yeah. Have you looked at the sun recently? Not today. Interesting. How's your new car, Ben? I really want to know how this new car manual driving is going right now. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, Are you? I'm pretty comfortable. I stall at like the most random points though. Like nothing even like difficult. Like it's, I'm perfectly fine for like a whole time. And then randomly I'll stall like at a light for no reason. Like I'm like, I could have sworn I wasn't that. I was like pretty much either in gear or not that far on the clutch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's a normal thing to do. I know the place to be at with driving at but, that time. But but everything I feel like I don't feel uncomfortable though. It's not like oh I'm I'm stalling because I'm just like I'm good. Yeah, it's like you know what to do, but it's the consistency of holding up the yeah. practice of yeah. driving in a totally different way. You know, except, I, I'm I'm very excited for you. Except like it's it feels like second nature right now already. Like just going to, cause I just going to and from work. Like, I, I mean, okay. So the only thing that I fucked up recently and it's the reason why I'm like driving as much as I can for no reason. It's because, well, aside from learning is, uh, I, I accidentally put uh, regular gas in it. Okay. And I, so I don't I, know but the trials that precede that experience, but so, I hear it's a bad thing to do. Yeah. So, so I have a, uh, Volkswagen GTI and I brought it to the, and, and I'm so used to just like GTI going, 780 TP see, <laughs> graphics card 380 no scope 380 uh, no scope and yeah <laughs> and uh so I I'm so used to just going up in my usual thing and like okay like just fill up regular and uh then I I said it right away that not no hesitation and then I sat there as he's getting it ready already and I'm like Oh fuck! Like, does this this does this shouldn't take regular because it has a turbo in it. And, oh damn! And so I called up I called up Ani. Uh, well, I searched it up, but I was like, let me just get a straight answer right away. I called up Ani. I'm like, hey Ani, like, this doesn't take regular. I was like, yeah, no, like it has a turbo in it, so it's 93. I'm like, okay, so what happens if you put regular in it? <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was like, oh no, like you're good. Just like go light on the throttle until you use up all the gas and then fill it with 93. I'm like, all right. Okay. So right now I'm like, I'm like really, I'm like more cautious than I normally am just because I'm trying not to go too hard in the throttle. And because you're going so slow or because you're not revving the engine too much, that's going to prolong this gas tank. So I feel like now it's kind of, I don't know how cars work, but it seems like you're using less in the combustion process. Um, so it's gonna take longer to get more gas later on. Probably, but not by a lot. I would think. Okay. Like, not. I don't Damn. think it would make too much of a difference. But yeah. I think the main thing I don't like about cars is they're guzzling. I don't like guzzlers. Oh, the mine, like, mine's a gu- mine's a guzzler. I don't like things that consume so much fluid. 
Well, imagine that. Imagine if you need to drink something in order to, uh, you know, be a healthy human being. We know? do. We do. It's called water. I don't think- <laughs> Imagine if you needed to to have a liquid of some kind throughout your days to keep you from dying. Imagine that. That's preposterous. Dude, come on. Oh, fuck. You know what I'm talking about. You know where I'm at. You know where my headspace is. I don't. I really don't because I think (laughs) we we have a direct relation to what cars do except on a less – catastrophic event cars need to get their priorities straight um yeah then i'm so happy that you're part of this community and you know i really feel like most people should be part of this community i and you know what i had this moment today when i was driving uh down leaving the office and and i'm and i just felt I didn't, I didn't have to think about what I was doing. Like my hand just motioned to the stick and I, and I shifted that shit. And I was like, this is, this is it. Um, you're in it. I'm in it. See, that's <laughs> the thing that I love about stick shift that I feel like modern cars really get, I think they detach you from reality in a way that I don't like in a high speed moving vehicle that you have complete control over. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like manual cars yes you have to do more to do the same thing but it becomes it allows you to be in tune with the vehicle in a much more profound way you know what i mean exactly you feel everything you have to be in control of everything you have to know you're you're constantly aware of how many revs you're at how often does anyone driving an automatic car ever think about what revs they're at definitely and i think that that has a much greater um impact on like how you relate to the the vehicle and you know it's just i think it's easier to value the vehicle as like an interesting object that you are using or as a tool rather than like just like something so mundane as like just hopping in the car and going to the store like everyone else feels when they get and get into the car just hit a button and it goes you know so so there's that and there's also you're the just the driving in general like yeah we're so accustomed to driving like cars are just car like right like you just use it for everything you go everywhere you do everything cars everything oh and, I, yeah. and, and, and it's so, interesting because i don't but no i know and, I'm, you've, and you've experienced okay this too. No, no. i mean how do you feel about how do you relate to cars after using them so consistently for basically your whole life but but and then having a moment where you really didn't use them at all do you relate to your car differently now? Not at all. But that's okay. that's not even it's not even that. Like not even the fact that you don't use them, use like cars or drive them mm-hmm. at all, but they're there. Yeah. You walk past them every single day, you know the concept of it. You grew up up until the point where you lived in New York driving cars. Like Right. Everyone is aware of the concept of the car and because of that we're just so like you know, nonchalant about it, but you're in a metal tank going 80 miles an hour at times down the yeah. highway with other metal tanks going 80 miles an hour right next to you. Right. And the manual car puts you in tune with like, I am controlling this vehicle going this speed that could possibly kill me. 
and yeah. this is what we've created as man. <laughs> and this is this is why I don't like. I understand that you have to get you have to go through a test, and you have to like get to a certain level of competence before you're allowed to go out on your own. Obviously, like everyone went through it as an American, probably, or at least ninety nine percent of Americans have gone through this experience of getting their license and having that kind of whatever. But I feel like having a manual car puts it into perspective as like something that's not a constant, like it's not a given experience. It's not just like something that is going to happen naturally. You're, yeah. It's like you said, you're in a fucking machine <laughs> flying down a road faster than any, you know, natural thing can move. And it's just interesting how we like desensitize ourselves to that experience. Yeah, dude. A, a, a fucking, um, a uh, uh um a, a like a a car a race car driver uh of some kind just passed away recently in a car crash. Damn. He was doing uh they were doing like I don't know the terminology of the shit but like they were on a straight track where they were just like doing a a one on one car who can get like. To I the was end just the about to I was just about to mention that I didn't think it was a bad thing that we had control of these vehicles but now saying that comment after that well, saying hearing I'm, that okay <laughs> i'm not <laughs> no, saying it's a bad thing you're... either but um they're traveling <laughs> at far greater speeds than any of us but no like it, i just think sorry go ahead it's just it's just the concept that this guy was going like 176 miles an hour and the yeah, car that's... literally flew like the car got air and flew up because it had so much speed and then just flipped over like yeah. was done I think what I find dangerous, the, mo the most dangerous, is the fact that people get so comfortable and used to the experience that they forget that that's what they're doing. Oh, and whenever yeah. I go back and drive, I'm filled with so much anxiety and anger and like rage when I drive to the point where it's like a huge problem for my psyche. Whenever I have to like go home and like maybe for a week I have like I drive three or four times when I'm back in Bridgewater or something. Yeah. Like I'm filled with so much fear because I feel like I'm very aware of the fact that this is not a natural way to move. Yeah. And it, it, it's, per it's perfectly safe and I'm a competent driver. Like I'm not crazy. And especially since I'm not driving my own car that I've been driving every day for like months and years and all this stuff. I'm driving like my parents' car and I haven't driven a while. I'm very safe. But like, when somebody cuts me off at like doing like a hundred on the highway, I'm like, do you have any idea how insane you yeah, are? You're, like you're... you might survive and go home and be totally fine. But it's just crazy to me how people are so, you know, gung ho. You're the gung manual driver perspective. That's you. You're just yeah. aware of it more so than what other people are when they get I into know. their vehicle and like, and... I need to go to my day job. Yeah, and I'm certain that if I moved back to a suburban area or a rural area and I needed to drive to live my life the way that America designed its entire country, fucking dickheads, um, I would probably, I would eventually within maybe, maybe three weeks, if not less time, like completely adapt and be totally fine. Yeah. And be like, and the sense memory of driving every single day would just, you know, come right back and I wouldn't be this like anxious and afraid. But I think because I have so much distance and I only drive maybe once every three months. With no prospect of needing to drive anytime soon. 
Right. I, you know, the only times I drive is when I come home and I want to like come see you guys. And even then I'm like, can you guys just pick me up? I don't have a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just like, you know, if, if I'm home and usually a lot of people are home, so it's a carpool is better. But like, I just, it's weird. It's just a weird thing to be detached from. That's such a constant for most people, at least yeah. in the United States. Um, and when I complain about it, and I complain about highways, and I complain about a lack of public transportation, especially to my like parents, they're like, "That I don't even understand what you're like mad about." Yeah, yeah. They like they don't even understand that that's a problem. Because you're or talking least, from like, a perspective of uh, like, what fifteen percent of the population that live in large cities that uh... right. <laughs> and it's like, yes, my lifestyle makes sense in a very confined amount of space, but like. It's just strange. It's just strange to me that that's that we've that we need a car. Yeah, but I'm happy. But I love driving, and I love road trips, and I I do see a lot of value in them. I, you know, and I like I when I was driving all the time and I had my manual car, I loved kind of the flow state that you get into operating a machine that you know really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was really cool. But I just don't want to be dependent on that to do my daily to go get fucking bread. Yeah, <laughs> to get my bread yeah. for the day. <laughs> to go bit, to get like, my to daily's get, bread. To get my daily's bread uh, <laughs> or my dried apricots or my treats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I I understand. It's a hassle to have to like, like that's the only thing that like again. That's why I like New York as well. Like I I don't hate driving as well, and and, and like I don't uh you know, that's just what I do now, but, like, I would much rather be able to, like, either have a walk or, like, a one-stop subway ride to get to my grocery and instead of getting in my car, driving, like, because you're the one doing all the action, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you're the one getting in the car to drive to the store versus you just got to make it to the subway and the subway's going to take you from there, babe. (laughs) Right, and I understand why people wouldn't want to live being dependent on this New York city subway. I understand, you know, like on my way home today, I was surrounded by people and they all were very too, too much close, Yeah, but, you know, but, but also, I don't know. There's a, there's something nice about having, it, it keeps the you ability on your toes. To, yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's true. I also think it's much healthier to, have do the amount of walking I do, even though I feel like I don't even do enough walking, but yeah. I walk a lot, you know, definitely. But um, I don't know, man, Mike, fascinating. I, uh, I, I just have, uh, one thing that I thought you'd, you'd find pretty funny. Okay. Um, so I saw this, uh, clip of something. I, I, you know, I can't speak on the legitimacy of it, but it looks fairly legitimate. Uh, or not legitimate. It is legitimate. It's just uh, whether it's accurate as being the first one. But the uh, supposedly first recorded complaint uh, was found and, and recorded. I don't know how about how long ago it was found. I don't, I don't think it was recent. Um, okay. It was carved in a clay tablet. It was <laughs> uh, dated from 1750 BC. <laughs> That's crazy. Um so this is uh <laughs> so this is basically the the details on it. 
Uh, it was from Mesopotamia, from a man mm. named Nani to a merchant named Ia Nasir, or mm. Nazir. Um, okay. Nani was made. Uh, well, or Nani was uh was mad. He received the wrong grade of copper that he had already paid for, and that the merchant was rude to his servant when confronted about it. That's so funny. And then, um, when they found this tablet, this was at that merchant's like home or whatever. It's they're like it was not the last complaint tablet that the merchant would receive. They found over a dozen other letters. He was known for not sending out the products that people had already paid for or would send them to the wrong people. Man, you could be such an easy... It's so, it was so much easier to be a snake oil Mine copper! <laughs> Why is he German? <laughs> Mine copper! No. I love cuneiform. I think it's gorgeous. I went to the Met on Sunday and I saw a bunch of stuff that was in cuneiform. And, but it's so funny because each individual symbol is just a sound. So it's so, it takes so much, you know, time to say something. Yeah. In cuneiform. So I just imagine this guy being like, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> no, no, it's got to go letter by letter too. He's like chiseling yeah. that shit in there and just like, <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, unless you, do you think do you think i mean i'm looking at the tablet uh it's hard to tell whether if, if this was the method but part of me is thinking that they took like some sort of soft clay before they you know did whatever carved it in that and then throw it in the furnace or throw it in a fire or whatever yeah, that's that's what they did I know that for a fact. Oh, okay. Just, I, I, yeah, that, there's a really awesome video with um, from the British Museum from Professor Finkel, I think is his last name. <laughs> okay. He's this crazy guy. He looks like Dumbledore if he tried LSD and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not that, Dumbledore, not, not that Dumbledore didn't try LSD, but I, I just think um, he's the one of the coolest guys, Professor Finkel. And um, he's... He, does a bunch of videos on youtube about like presenting the form, and he like teaches you how to do it because he like he's like the leading expert on the language okay, in so the world that's really cool but i just love the yeah. concept that someone is so angry like we nowadays yeah. think like wow you're that angry that you would leave a bad yelp review like i don't even want to leave any like review no matter whether it's good or terrible yeah. so this person had been so pissed <laughs> off about the wrong grade of copper that he was like i'm gonna fucking engrave this in cop in in uh, clay and send this yeah, shit to you. Yeah, he took he took clay. He folded it. He rolled it out. He like took a he cut a reed. He made a very fine point for the reed, and then he had to pr hand press these <laughs> symbols that took years to understand. And then he laid out a whole sentence, and now and fired he, it all so up cool. to to harden that babe up. <laughs> And then what? Threw it in the guy's window? Like, well, you, you know what? <laughs> that that's got that has to be like okay. So here's here's my thought on it though. Legitimately, <laughs> you've been served. <laughs> you've been served. <laughs> um, so legitimately, here's my thinking on it. Right, those complaints had to have been so well thought out, don't you think? Because like, for instance, yeah. right? Think nowadays, right? You're let's say you're really pissed off at your friend or something. Right now, it's as quick as you send them a text that you're pissed off at them, and or like whatever you send. 
And because you're mad in the moment, you don't think about what you're sending. You just send that shit out and it could fucking like start some huge shit. They took so long to write to I don't want to say chisel anymore, but like to carve (laughs) to carve these complaints into clay that they had to have had so much time to think about whether they wanted to go through with it. And I feel like that had to have made it the most thoughtful complaints out there. Yeah, the amount of like time to fester with this idea that you are just you know so outraged. I wonder if it was like an official complaint with like maybe a, like the local government to say this guy's a, a scam artist. I think Fucking it was. Arrest him. I I think it was okay, just literally uh, was just like fuck you. I think it was just pre paper. <laughs> it was just pre paper. It was just. An, <laughs> it was I think just this an is Etsy store review. This is just what they did uh, pre paper. Well, I just mean like yeah, like I this was how you wrote and recorded things, but I wonder if it was like was it directed to to the guy or was it like <laughs> this guy is fucking. Uh, selling things improperly and he should be arrested and all that jazz. Well, it, it's hard to tell because I can't. Uh, obviously, this has to have been like done in some in in their native language. So like they had to decipher this because like look at this. I mean, I know it might be hard to see, but that's, yeah, that's it right there. And yeah, what? I just it's funny because I I saw a bunch of those literally sunday you know because i was just i was wandering around and yeah. i stumbled upon that section of the museum and to me it was so funny because i kept like looking at them and be like i wonder if this is like poetry or if this is like recording history yeah. and the idea that there's this like fucking <laughs> rage that it, yeah, review that it could be something as so funny because anytime that we see shit like that we think like oh it's gonna be like you know like inner knowledge of how they lived or like it's going to be like you know what they did or like journaling stuff or maybe their sciences or whatever no this is a complaint that some guy had yeah. about copper <laughs> it's just a reminder of how we haven't come that far we're the same we're exactly the same yeah, with more like, knowledge that's species, all we are. as a species Evolution didn't do much over the past 10,000 years. Yeah. Our standard of living and our technology fucking, you know, exponential growth. But as human beings, like, if we, if you just dragged that guy to today, he probably would be, like, a crypto scam artist, and this guy would be complaining about how he, like, got swindled out of millions of dollars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, it's the same shit. And that's really cool to me. I, I love that. idea that's so it's a it's a humbling it's a humbling thing because yeah it's exactly it's you're exactly right because like i think i think now this might sound dumb like this this is going to bring it to a fucking dumb level but like i think about that with something as recent as the 70s where i'm like you see pictures you see videos you see that but videos that you see from back then and like usually it's like tv or something because there's no one had there weren't many like home things done or if they are, it's just like whatever. Um, and it's all done in a very particular cadence. So it's hard to distinguish how people actually were back there because it's so hyper exaggerated on anything recorded, at least in my eyes. Right. Like it just seems like you look at them and they're like, 
it's it's some like random thing that they're like and as soon as they see the camera they're like flip the switch so like i'm always <laughs> thinking of like what a mundane like you like a morning in a household was you like wake up like uh like similar to right now i wake up i go downstairs i have my coffee i like wave to my parent like whatever i say hi uh, whatever yeah back then i'm like the, the closest thing we have to think uh of what that would visually see of if not living in it would be through like a movie or something. And like, how accurate can we really connect those? Yeah. I I don't know what the, um, I I know that this has been researched. I just, and I stumbled upon it a while ago and I totally forgot what it was, but someone did a study on like trying to research how far back we could, you know, like, let's say we had tel- like time travel abilities and they went back and they captured a baby, like it's just a human child, and we brought him back to modern day. How far back could we go where that child would grow up to be just a normal ass kid? Where it's like you are biologically basically the same as your um, peers and with the right conditioning and the right, you know, education and just growing up in modern day, you would probably end up to be the same exact kind of person you would be a past future baby right exactly it like i just like that idea that like you could just take a kid from the past and just they'd be like grow up to be you could a modern you could take king tut and and bring him over here raise him raise him and you could probably cure all the diseases he had (laughs) yeah yeah fucking died at 13 exactly exactly But like you, you bring him to this time. Yeah. He would probably be no different than any other, because that's all we like. Yeah. yeah. And I think he'd just we, be some spoiled rich kid. I feel like we would be able to date that back to our current evolution of, of humans. Like whatever our yeah. current form of evolution of a human is, I feel like that's whatever that start is. That's as far back as we could probably take a child and bring him a baby and bring him over here and yeah. they'd be the same. Well, like, if I'm not mistaken, like, modern human, like, not modern, but like, human civilizations really started to solidify themselves around like 12,000 years ago. But humans as like, like Homo sapiens have been around for like millions of years. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let alone, and also our like genetic cousins and, you know, like all those stuff. And after we like fucking murdered all of those guys total like just brutal genocide of every other type of human being possible um we just started building cities and stuff and then that's like twelve thousand years is a fucking long time but like genetic genetically it's like not long at all yeah it's like just a not even a blink so it's just fascinating to to me i don't know like obviously we've done so much work when it comes to technology and our morals and our philosophies and stuff but it's just fascinating to know that like biologically not much has changed no i I, i've said this probably five times on the podcast currently but it's cool i don't know it it, no it's definitely a sick concept yeah yeah i definitely recommend watching that those videos with uh, professor finkel on the british museums yeah you have to send them to me because he's a cool guy and he he goes into he's a cool guy (laughs) well i don't know if you've heard of the game of Ur. No, but it's like a racing game that they invented, you know, like six, seven, ten thousand years ago. Yeah, and people would like gamble on it and stuff. And he found like, I don't know, if he personally found it, but he like essentially found the rule book on one of those similar like clay tablets. 
Oh yeah. Uh, to, to how to play this game because they found like arch- archival versions of it, like when they were going through, you know, archaeology dig sites and stuff. And they're like, oh, this is an interesting like board game. I wonder how it works. And then like years later, they found after they had the ability to translate this language, they're like, oh shit, this is the rule book to the board game. And then now we know exactly how it was played, and they sell it at the fucking museum. That's so and on cool. Like, and on Amazon, and they're just like, yeah, you could just play this game that was invented oh, thousands dude. of years ago. And it just brings up a whole other thing to me about, like, dude, to think, and, and I understand that, like, it's obviously not, like, the same from, like, probably what was done back then. But, like, essentially, we have the same thing that a much, much older civilization used and that, like, it's like if right now, you know, we had, like, Game Boys or whatever, and, like, 10,000 years from now, they, they're they probably like, what even the fuck was a Game Boy or whatever? Like, and, and so, <laughs> yeah. like, thinking about something that brought back from that long ago is insane. Yeah. I, I think there's something to be said, though. It's, like, I, it's interesting. Like, I have the Oculus right now, and, like, video games are that we grew up with. But like, I could never even imagine a video game like that when I was a kid. I maybe could have imagined it, but I like definitely couldn't like have visual context of like what Beat Saber would be like yeah. to have like three dimensional peripheral vision, like just full three D vision with depth perception, and you're playing a rhythm game like fucking Guitar Hero or something. Like I would never even have thought that being a possibility back in the day. But what's interesting is that I could still go back, you know, in 50 years from now and boot up my um, Game Boy if it don't work physically and play it like I played when I was 10. And nothing would be different with the exception of every all the time in between and everything. And that's what's kind of cool about this board game that they found in, you know, ancient Mesopotamia, where it's like, you're doing the same thing people were doing back then. Like, yeah. there's no difference it's just a matter yes you can do other more advanced things that we've come up with since then but the like physical act of being a human being and doing something the same as someone who lived so long ago is really cool yeah like you taking a side-by-side moment of you playing the game in our current time and whatever kid or or person was playing it back then like yeah to put to even think about that side by side in your mind is just wild it's so wild uh, yeah, the idea that you are like playing a game and maybe like having a beer, which like they don't even know what beer is, or you're like going to your bathroom and like you have running water, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, would that even be? I don't, it's just cool that you're sharing an experience with someone. Yeah, yeah. in a weird way. And then, uh, you know, on that same note, there was another thing that I saw too, uh, that that was discovered in 2003 in Tibet. It was like some sort of ancient library with 84,000 scrolls inside of them. Wow. And um, it, it was like sealed in a wall in a monastery. And uh, it was written in Chinese Sanskrit. And, uh, or it was written in Sanskrit, Chinese, Tibetan, and Mongolian. So there was like a mixture of all these languages. When was this article published? Um, Is I this mean, new? Th- this was discovered in 2003. Oh, okay. Uh, That's still crazy. That's like a modern-day Rosetta Stone or something. Here's the crazier part, though. Um, This is, like, the 
it was discovered in 2003 and this current thing was written up like a few months ago. Um, mm. They are thought to have remained untouched for hundreds of years, and it is suspected that they are Buddhist scriptures containing the history of mankind as well as literature, history, astronomy, and mathematics. Only 5% has been translated so far. That's amazing. That's so crazy. I fucking love history so much. Dude. And like, here, I, I want to see if this will come through on the, uh, on the, whatever, on the camera but this is the <laughs> I, I know i'm sorry i'm trying to find it these are the scriptures oh wow that's that looks like um for people listening it looks like ollivander's wand shop <laughs> <It's just laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. of piles of little scroll boxes dude it that's looks like insane. something straight out of like the mummy or something like yeah it's just that's rows crazy. and rows and like they're scrolls too like they're not small so like it's taking up a lot it's a huge room yeah, I, 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 I don't know. That it's just a part of my brain that um, I feel like I've really only, within the past five years, started to explore. I'm like the archivist historian. Yeah, I've always been interested in history, but I've like really been interested in history in the past like, you know, half decade or something, and like that's just crazy to me that there's new lore to be found about us. I think I don't know. It's crazy cuz it's tangible. Like if we yeah. think about other things that like are similar to that that are wild out there but they're not necessarily like wholly surrounded in proof, like these mm. are things that are irrefutable. Like these are things that we know about and that's what makes them so much more exciting because we know for a fact that whatever it is is it is yeah it's just really cool to add context to why things are the way they are because i think especially growing up the first assumption is for most kids I, i would assume it was you know for me and i feel like for everyone um was that things are the way they are just because that's what they are but it's really interesting to start living your life and certain things start to peak up and you're like oh that's not what i initially thought and to be like oh wait this has been like an evolution to like culture has changed in general yeah let alone like billions and billions of times over the course of our existence it's so cool to just find new shit because it's 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 cool to know that there's still more to be explored on earth um because i think a lot of our current uh ambitions as a species are very forward thinking which is great but it's cool to know that there's like a lot more to do yeah like <laughs> I don't know. we're we, we're looking forward and looking to expand because that's just as we are like who we are as people and what we always do but there's yeah. still so much more unknown about the past and that's yeah like something that is needs a te- like I I think is like really cool to look into and needs attention because it explains other things that we or or, or gives us insights onto things that we would never have known otherwise. Yeah, it's fair. It's it's cool. Long story short, I'm probably gonna get a um, membership at the Met. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm trying to go at least like once every other month. Hey, man. Which like. 
it's super cheap, you know. Like I spent a dollar last time I went because that's just what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I went I I did like kind of the same route I went to last time because I was with uh, Caroline and like a small group of friends, and they're all working on their video game, like Caroline's video game, and so I just tagged along just to go because I liked the met and everything. And I, we went to the, kind of the same sections we went to last time, so it was a little like, oh no, maybe I'm going to be bored. Mm-hmm. But I did. I feel like I didn't look at the same things at all. There was only like two or three times I was like, yeah, I saw that. And I, I saw the last time. I don't need to see it again. Like every, I walked down the same hallway, and I was like, oh, there are five other rooms attached to this room. I had no fucking clue that was here. Yeah. And like, I started going in one direction. I was like, I've never been here before. Like, it's such a big fucking building. I just picture you exploring it like it's fucking Narnia. Like, you're walking I around mean, like... <laughs> that's what it's like. That's what's so... It's so cool. And I'm a nerd, and, uh, you know, I was with Olivia, who's also a huge history nerd. And I feel like everyone in that group was history nerds, but Olivia and I were going back and forth trying to be like, I know what that is. No, I know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah, not, yeah. In not, like, a douchey way. But it was just funny to... um go over stuff that i knew and to learn more stuff that's what it's all about it's all it's fun to it's fun to learn when you're not forced to learn yeah that's what i've learned uh (laughs) you know what i've learned as well uh what have you learned then i've so uh i i've i've like recently like even though this is something that seems pretty obvious and it definitely is when i say it out loud and when i like hear it it's it's uh the point with 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 work it's like the someone who has struggle doing a task or completing something like whatever it is it's it oftentimes at least in my like i'm looking into like leads to like a fear of uh uh, of like trying something hard it's like the Mm. fear of the emotion of something that's hard and yeah something that like i definitely fear of the inevitable struggle yeah so so something from some from anything as oh you know i've got to edit this thing but i know it's going to be a fucking pain in the ass and like you say that you know it's going to be a pain in the ass and that's what keeps you from putting it off because you're afraid of the fear of putting in like like, not you're afraid of putting in like the hard you know work to do it because you know it's going to be hard and yeah. from as something something as simple as like a video game that you know is very hard and you keep looking at the game you want to play it, but it's like daunting to look at because it's you know it's gonna be a struggle and you're gonna get pissed. Yeah. And uh yeah. something I don't know why it like came up recently. I don't even know what what I was looking at that I saw that. And I've definitely thought that myself before already. It's not something that's new to anyone, I don't think. But seeing it physically written somewhere or like reading or like hearing it or whatever it's so right. it's just like yeah that's that's definitely a case for a, a good amount of things <laughs> yeah i'm i'm that's that's the, been the main struggle of my whole life basically i don't know i'm a procrastinator by nature because of that fear which is you know I feel like a big part of most people's experience. I think you and I both relate to that very well. Yeah, de- de- definitely. Just based on, I've known you since we were eight, so I know. <laughs> I oh, know yeah. we're both the same. In yeah. That way. Um, especially with 
high school where it feels like certain things um where it's like i feel like this isn't necessary and yeah. it's gonna suck so i'm not gonna do it mm-hmm. and you know coasting to the best of your ability was the goal at a certain period of time that's why that's that's the only reason i got bad grades in high school in my opinion mm-hmm. i'm not a dumb i'm no i'm not a dumb person just by the fact that i've love learning on my own it's just that i hated being in school what is that funny <laughs> it's the funniest thing because that's like i feel like the opposite that i feel about myself <laughs> like oh, I, don't, I don't know You're i don't not dumb at all. i don't i don't think i'm dumb for, by any means i'm definitely not articulate and i definitely struggle with school smarts so like i i, I would have to put in so much work i feel to 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 I, I, meet at a level that's considered smart <laughs> I, yeah, but I don't think it's a lack of intelligence. I think it's a lack of curiosity. Like if you don't care about certain topics, you're just not going to learn them and you're not going to know them. And so your lack of knowledge might seem like someone might think that's not intelligence, but that's not related in my opinion. It's just you never, co- you never collected that information because you didn't care, which is fine in most cases. Like... I don't need to know as much about astronomy as I do, but I just like knowing about astronomy because it's fun. But it's just hard when it's Doesn't shit that you... that it's valuable. It's hard when it's shit that you know you should know, you know? Sure. Like some, some, something, let's say, complex like taxes. Like everyone hates taxes. No. I have a point. I, I think the government specifically makes it harder for us to learn taxes and it doesn't teach it in school because they want you to be poor. But yeah. that's what that's my belief. Definitely. No, no. You're de- it's a- hands down. Definitely. <laughs> but And that's something that you'll learn out of necessity. Though. But that's just my point, though. Like something like that where let's say it wasn't formally taught for formally. Yeah. Formally taught and that it is something that people are find to be a daunting task. And so yeah. similar to that with other things that you know you should know, but you're it's just such a confusing mess and even more so to some people that you don't even want to know it or bother with it, but you have to because you need to know it. Yeah, I I, I think that I think the game really is just making allowing yourself to be curious about stuff to the best of your ability like i didn't give a shit about money at all until this like 2020 yeah like i didn't care i didn't even think of it as a thing like i was pretty convinced that i was just gonna live a medium lifestyle i would make enough money to afford what i had to do but i am very curious about how to make money and invest and it's been like a new passion of mine in the past year and i I'm only know more about it than I did because I think it's interesting and I'm consuming a lot of media about it and like researching and reading books and all this other shit because it's just cool to me. But it, if, if it wasn't cool to me, like taxes, which I don't understand yeah. beyond what I bare minimum have to understand to be a citizen of the United States of America. Um, if it if it was more interesting to me, then I would know more about it. But I just it's an it's an investment of your time. I mean, it just takes time to learn shit. So if it's not if you're not curious about it, then it's going to be a struggle, yeah. no matter what it is, or no matter how important it is, like you're saying. 
and it's going to be a struggle. And the time is also a really good point because that's a big, another big part is like, let's say it's something that I need to know and I need to learn. Uh, let's forget taxes for now, but something else that I would need to know and I need to learn, but I know it's going to take time to do it. And I'm like, oh, well, that'll take time away for something that I already know how to do and I can get done right now. And then I just never get back to it. Like, uh, so, so it comes down to, time is also a factor that plays on the psyche of whether you're going to do it because you're like, Oh fuck, it's going to take so much time to learn it. And then in that time that you're thinking it's going to take so much time to learn it, you could have already started and start learning it. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I'm currently dealing with this pretty heavily at the moment. And I am sorry if you can hear a sign, like a beep. Can you hear a beep? Slightly. Slightly. Okay. I'll, so I, yeah, I'll, I'll just push through. I I feel like I'm currently dealing with this. Maybe that everyone's dealing with this. I don't. I don't fucking know. But like, I, in my career and in my technical skills and everything like that, I feel like I'm on a level of Mario that I've have a pretty good understanding of how to get through. And I'm just in like a constant loop of doing that one level. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of at a place now where I'm like, okay, I'm soon I'm going to jump to the next level and I'm probably going to die a bunch of times, but I feel like I have to jump if I'm going to proceed with my life. And I felt that way in high school. I felt that way in college multiple times. I felt that way after college multiple times. I, it's just a matter of like, I understand that kind of, you know, thing. I think, I think you're making, I think everyone is making progress whether they like it or not. Though, yeah is, and, my, is my claim and i definitely agree like personally right now in my job i feel like that is what i'm doing part of me also mm-hmm. has that little like gnat in my head that's thinking okay well is this progressing fast enough am i learning enough at a quick enough rate and but yeah at the very least i do know that like every single day at that job i'm learning more skills that i need to know and need to get better with so yeah. I know it's not bad, but that the how long it's taking to get to the point where I want to be at is the other part that's like yeah. fucking annoying. I I totally get that, and I feel like I can use the Mario example too, like the classic Mario example, because the, I think the classic Mario example, <laughs> the classic like the classic the classic games. Yeah, yeah. You know how like the the levels are structured where you like you're when you're in a level it's very linear and you're just in it and you can't see anything but the level Mm -hmm. but when you're done with it and you're moving on there's an in between period where you see where you currently are where you've been and where you're going Mm -hmm. in the future a little bit clouded and you don't know exactly but how things are formed towards the mid and late game yeah you kind of know a general understanding of where you're going I think that's, I think there just are moments in life where you have those, you're in between certain things to look at, where you've been, where you are, and where you're going, whether you like it or not, <laughs> if you're going to jump yeah. to the next spot. And I think that's, I feel like I've felt like that multiple times in my life, at least, I don't know. But I don't know, it's, it's, um, whether through drugs or through <laughs> yeah. introspection or meditation. <laughs> well, well, currently, I don't know. I think that's a, a, a valuable part. 
Oh yeah. And and you know, you gotta jump you gotta jump into the foggy parts of Mario that you can't really see yet so you can get the... Yeah. Um <laughs> good 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 metaphor. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh yeah, I uh I'm definitely and with with posting currently seven days a week and and yes like technically like a saturday sunday is like are, are are my like days off i'm not i'm not doing as much on those days depending on what needs to get done but it's good knowing that i need to post seven days a week and i'm always thinking about it doing it what's the next post what's the next thing and i know that's the mindset you need to be in uh within that like this sort of thing like what's the next uh, post and like yeah. what what am I working on right now and and the rate that we're putting them out helps all with efficiency and how fast it's working, right? Yeah, I I do see there's a lot of value in that. The only hope that I have for myself and I feel like everyone would again is that if that work is allowing you to grow, then it's valuable. But if it's just allowing you to survive, then it's time. To find another opportunity. exactly exactly and obviously obviously like you know we're both still pretty early in our jobs and there's still kind of value in allowing yourself to create a foundation for your career but um and there's just more skills to learn well that's what I, what but i'm thinking for just... for both of us it's it's i think it's an added value i think regardless in our current point not just career-wise but because even if right now what we're doing is a lot of similar things as the previous day it's that repetition that is like if you're needed in the future to do this for whatever reason or whatever purpose you can be like yeah i can do it yeah definitely and the speed at which you can do it is much greater than when you started and the quality is much better than you started so that you can maybe get you can do higher level work and life life especially capitalism is just a video game to me and yeah. maybe people see it a different way or they take it you know too seriously or something in my opinion but it's just a video game like i'm just trying to level up my character like my resume and like fucking linkedin page is just my character sheet like i'm not i that's just how i view it and so if i can like add skill proficiencies and like you know add points to my ability scores i'm fucking that's that's enough productivity for me personally we're we're low level. We have all our health, and and we we're, we're we're able to take more risk. Yeah, and if I want to take a level in you know wizard instead of rogue, or if I want to you know go on a bunch of side quests to like get a bunch of extra XP, as long as it's not taking away from my you know health pool or whatever metaphor <laughs> you want to use, then I'm good. Dude. <laughs> We're you know? so fucking good at metaphors. We're so fucking good at metaphors. I want to go fight a manticore. Oh, <laughs> oh, fucking uh, bars, <laughs> fucking bars, baby. Unintentional bars. Unintentional bars. But that's just how I view my career, at least. Um, and that's, I feel, I think that's good if capitalism is going to persist in and it will the United States. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and it will. And it will. The hope is that no one stops you from growing. Yeah, Mike. Well, um, you know, we're we're coming we're rounding up at to the hour right now. Rounding up to the hour, okay. Well, listen, the biggest thing that's gonna hold you back in life is having a pet or having a child. 
Mm-hmm. So wear a condom for both of those things. And I know for a fact that one of those complaints was about the faulty lambskin condom. So you know what? Whatever don't. your name was, Merchant, <laughs> we don't we Use don't trust something you. That you can trust. Use the trust. Buy sponsor us, please. Please, please sponsor us. <laughs> we need a sponsor.